Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. I will take just a minute to uh, update you a few things real quickly. And uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to all of you for the, the, the thoughtful gifts, the, the gift cards, and, and, uh, and things that you've, you've sent our way. And we really appreciate it. That's a big blessing. And, and of course, helping us with tickets uh, and then getting Daniel and his family to Uniclate. All that, just it was a huge blessing. And as, as you get into things like this, you find out that there's hidden expenses, there's hidden everything. And so uh, all of that has really helped us and uh, it's been a blessing. And we're thankful that God is always faithful to take care of the needs. And, uh, and, and he uses the church family to do it. And so we're very, very thankful for that. And thank you for uh, the, uh, the, the kind uh, notes and cards. And um, uh, many of you send out things. Uh, I know there's several here. I won't embarrass anybody, but there's several in this, this congregation who send us boxes and, and uh, cards. They call us, and you're, you're, you're a huge blessing. And uh, any, any missionary, any, anybody in ministry, it's, it's a big blessing to them. And so we thank you for that. And um, as far as the ministry in Uniclete, we are, are doing well. We're so thankful that God has put us where he has. Um, over the last year, I guess the last time we were here was camp. We left in July. Got back to Uniclete. We were blessed. We had two baptisms this summer, and that was encouraging for us. That was really a blessing. And then uh, we had our VBS. Uh, Martins were there for that, and we had several others, the, the Brunks grandchildren. And uh, we had a great VBS. Um, we told Mrs. Martin she has to come back every year now, now that the kids can see what she does and all the crafts and things. So she's, she's hooked now for, for life, I hope. And uh, uh, we had a great VBS. It was our first one there, and I think uh, the next year is just going to be greater. So uh, great VBS. And then pray for our next, our next big thing on the calendar, I guess, would be our, uh, our midwinter. We're calling it a revival. It's really evangelistic-type revival that uh, it's going to be open to the, to the community. We're going to rent the community hall uh, is the plan. And, and we have um, a man coming up from Arizona. He is a, uh, a missionary church planner on the Navajo Reservation. He is bringing two of his uh, Navajo preacher men and their wives. So we're going to have three different couples there. And uh, it's going to be, I, I think, a great opportunity to, uh, to reach the community and to have uh, an event that will, that will reach into the community. So pray for that. That will be early January. And so we're going to, as soon as we get back, we're going to be right in the middle of getting ready for that. All right, well, let's get into the Word of God tonight in Matthew chapter 25. And uh, <clears throat> I love the time of Christmas. I love the time of celebrating Christ's birth. Um, although tonight I'm not talking about Christ's birth, but I am going to talk about Christ's return. Christ's return. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, really for the Christian, I, th- I think the return of Christ should be on our minds every day. Every moment, every, every moment. Because uh, as we're going to see in this parable in Matthew chapter 25, the message tonight is about being ready. A readiness, a watchfulness as Christians. So let's go ahead and read this passage and then we'll get into the message. And, uh, and I pray the Lord bless, your, uh, bless you through this. Let's go ahead and read there in verse 1 of Matthew 25. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with the lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept, and at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, 
for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye, there, uh, go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he, said, uh, but he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye, know, uh, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Let's pray. Lord, I come before you tonight and humbly thank you for your many great blessings that you've bestowed upon us tonight. And Lord, just having a place to come and meet and gather around your word. I pray that through the message tonight that you would be honored through it. Lord, I pray that we would as Christians, Lord, be encouraged to be ready, to be watchful. But Lord, maybe there's one in here that's not ready in the area of salvation. Uh, Lord, they've never trusted you as Savior. I pray tonight uh, this message would even spur their hearts, Lord, that they would see their need of salvation, Lord, to be ready in the greatest area of life to meet their Maker, their, their God, their Creator. And Lord, tonight, please bless the invitation as well that follows. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, as I was reading, uh, thinking about this passage a lot lately and, and studying it, uh, this, this thought came to mind, uh, 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 an incident that happened to me uh, when we were, I was traveling by myself back to uh, Unicleet uh, back in March, actually, I think when Mitchell, Mitchell had his uh, ordination. And uh, there's two ways to get back to Unicleet. You can either get on Raven Airlines direct flight right to Unicleet, or you can go to Nome and then get on a small 10-passenger plane, fly to Unicleet. And so uh, on the way home, I took the Nome route, which put me at, at the Nome uh, terminal there. And uh, when you go over to the uh, Bering Air terminal, it's very small, very tight quarters, and it's packed with people. There's, there's, everybody's waiting there, and the weather is starting to set in. There's, there's snow, there's uh, uh, wind. And uh, uh, we were standing there waiting, a whole bunch of us, and uh, the, the, uh, the, the owner, the, the, the man that was in charge there came out, and he stood in, in front of everyone and said, the weather is bad today. There's probably only going to be one flight to get out. Don't leave the terminal. If you leave the terminal, um, you, you probably won't be on that flight. And he said, don't go anywhere. And uh, he said, if you leave the terminal, uh, we're not liable to get you on this flight. And so everybody was thinking about that. And, uh, uh, and of course, I, I, I was looking at the time. I was supposed to go over and, uh, and, and meet with Justin Ross for just a few minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the time and thinking, well, I think I can make it. I think I can make it. And so you start to uh, uh, think that you can have time to do something. And, and uh, I did go, but I did make it back in time. And, uh, but I got to thinking about that with this, this message, this parable, and how many times as Christians uh, we leave the terminal. Uh, we leave the place of readiness in our, in our, in our minds, in our, in our spiritual walk. In other words, we think we have time to take a detour. We think we have time to go out and do something in this world. And we say, well, the Lord's not going to come back tomorrow. You know, he's not going to come back today. Uh, but this parable is surrounded uh, by other parables, if you will, of the Lord's return. And the, the idea, the, 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 the very point of this parable is that we need to be ready. We need to be watchful. Notice that these, these uh, ten virgins here, uh, it says five were wise and five were foolish in verse 2. Uh, now, now there's, there's speculation of why the number. I don't think that's very important for this, this but uh, I think the point of this is, is readiness. But notice in verse 3 that it says that uh, uh, five of them were foolish. That they, they took their lamps and took no oil with them. Now, they all had oil in their lamps, 
But they did not. The five that were foolish didn't take extra oil. If you keep on reading there in verse 4, it says, But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Okay, so they, have, they would take extra uh, with them in case of the event the bridegroom tarried like he did, and they ran out of oil. Now notice how it says in verse 5, While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. In other words, they said, well, we're waiting. Um, all right, let's, let's take a nap. Let's, let's sleep. Let's wait. But notice that midnight in verse 6, it says, At midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go you out to meet him. In verse 7, Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Again, they had, they had a light. Their lamp was burning, but their lamp had gone out. And they had no oil to replenish it. In other words, they went unprepared. They were unprepared. They did not have the extra oil. Now, the other ones did. They said, well, this is why we brought the extra oil, because uh, uh, if the bridegroom tarried, we would have extra. And this they did. And they were the ones that went in unto, uh, unto the bridegroom. Now, in, these, in this time frame, the, the marriage, I've done some reading on the, the marriage ceremonies of this time and the biblical, and uh, even in some countries today, there's very similar uh, wedding ceremonies. I was reading one account of a, uh, a, a fairly recent missionary uh, account of, uh, I believe it was even, if I'm not mistaken, it was Hindu, maybe, wedding, and this very thing happened. When, when the midnight hour came, there was a cry that came out and said, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. And the, the bride's uh, maids, the bride's party went out to meet, and this very thing happened. And so, we see in this parable that we need to be ready. I want to look at three things tonight about being ready, to be ready for the Lord's return. And uh, again, I believe this parable is mostly speaking to the saved person. But you can't ignore that the, 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 the unbeliever needs to be ready as well in salvation. First of all, tonight, I want, to, I want us to see that we need to be ready in salvation, first of all. If you're not saved tonight, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, listen, you need to know that tonight because you don't know the day or the hour that Christ will come. And uh, look with me, look with me in Matthew, the previous chapter, Matthew 24, uh, very, very quickly, just for a moment, Matthew 24, verse 36, uh, likens uh, uh, the return of Christ to the days of Noah. Uh, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 24, verse 36, it says, But, the, uh, but of that day and hour knoweth not, uh, no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, ma- uh, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women grinding at the mill, the one one shall be taken and the the other left. Watch therefore, for ye know uh, not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would uh, would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. We see the, the, the times of the Lord's return will be likened unto Noah. The days of Noah, it says, they were, uh, they were, they were eating and drinking and marrying, giving in marriage until the day of the flood came. In other words, life went on up until the day of destruction. 
And, and you can see that going on in our day and age today. Uh, you, you, you preach that Christ is coming, and, and people don't care. They say, well, I, I don't believe it. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And, uh, uh, and I was thinking about this uh, th- this week. It, it hit me, and, uh, and I was actually talking to Brother Brunk about this. And I, I told Brother Brunk, I said, you know, I don't know. Uh, in my mind, I always had this picture of the, the ark. Um, the day that the rains came, uh, the floods began to rise. I had this vision of people beating on the ark, saying, let me in, let me in. But the more I think about it, I don't know that that was the case. Uh, man's heart is so rebellious. Humanity is so, so stubborn. And I, I don't know that they did that. I think they might have been cursing God to their last breath. Um, and, and I think of that in our day and age. You know, people are going to be uh, uh, going on with life. They're going, to be, they're going to be drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage up until the day Christ returned. Uh, and, and, and many will just stand there and curse God to their last breath. But if we are not saved, if we are not like Noah and his family. You know, the ark is such a beautiful picture of salvation. Uh, there's that one door, amen? One door of the ark. Um, here, even in this parable, uh, if you look at verse, uh, let's see, go back to Matthew chapter 25. Notice the similitude of this parable when it comes to the days of Noah and the, the ark. In, in verse number, uh, look in verse number 9, it says, But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there not be enough for us, and you, but, you, uh, but go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. All right? The door was shut. Um, what happened? They came back, and they, they beat on the door. They said, let us in. We, we're, we're here. We got, we're ready now. And guess what? The door was shut. The door of opportunity was shut, just like the door of the ark was shut. Someday, the door of opportunity for you and I are going to be shut, whether you're saved or unsaved. Um, listen, if you're not saved tonight, there's a door of opportunity tonight to be saved. All right? Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. To the believer and to the unbeliever, Christ is knocking. Christ is He's knocking on your door. He wants to save you. Are you ready in salvation? And then second of all, tonight, we, only, we need to be ready in salvation. Second of all, we need to be ready in sanctification. We need to be ready in sanctification. Uh, 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 we, need a, we, need this, we need this body of ours to be ready to meet our Lord. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't want to stand before God... Uh, 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 just beat up by the world and, 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 and in, a, in a terrible fix, I want to stand before God ready, prepared to meet my God. Um, uh, we need to be ready in sanctification. What is sanctification? In simple terms, it's to be made holy. You know, the Bible says, be holy, for I am holy. God wants a holy, separated people. Um, look with me in First Thessalonians for just a moment here. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Again, these passages are all, uh, the context of all these are surrounding Christ's return. Once you are ready in salvation, the next step for us is sanctification. Sanctification. And uh, God wants us to be holy, or sanctified holy to his purpose. In other words, God wants all of us. He doesn't want part of our life. He wants every bit of our life. In 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1, it says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, 
Then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye brethren, all right, this is where it's us, brethren, the saved. It says, ye brethren are not in darkness. Aren't you thankful tonight that we are not in darkness? Amen. There is, there, there is so much darkness in this world. But we don't have to be in darkness. Those that are saved are in the light. And, it, and, he, and he goes on, he says, uh, <clears throat> Ye brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. All right? In other words, if you're saved, you don't have to worry uh, about that day of Christ coming and not being prepared. All right? we, we should not have an excuse, because we know the Bible. We know what God wants of us. Uh, uh, if, we have, if we have gone through the steps of sanctification that God wants us to, we should be able to stand before God ready. Let's read on. It says in verse 6, Therefore, let us not sleep as, as, as so do others. Let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that, are, uh, they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us unto wrath, but obtained salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also you do. Now look in verse 23. After he, after he talks about the different things to comfort one another with, uh, look in verse 23. It says, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, Because, uh, because you are sanctified, because you're set apart and holy, you can be ready, preserved. You know, I was talking to our kids about the word preserved, and I used the, I used the analogy, I guess, of a, 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 a jar. You know, you, uh, mom puts the preserves in there, and she puts it in the canner, and it seals it. And, uh, and then there's that glorious day where you open it up, and it pops. And, and you enjoy the preserves that mom put away, right? And, and that is how it is with the believer. God preserves us to the day of Christ, the day of his coming. All right, that's what sanctification is. It's a preserving. And uh, uh, what is the point of sanctification? It's to make us more like Christ, um, to be more like him, to be in his image. Um, it is God getting all of us and us getting less of ourselves. Um, God's will for your life is to be holy. Again, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 and 4, it says, Know how to possess his vessel in sanctification. Do you know how tonight to possess your vessel in sanctification and honor? All right, so first of all, we need to be ready in salvation. Second of all, ready in sanctification for the coming of the Lord. Lastly, are you ready in your service? Are you ready in your service? What do I mean by that? Um, when the Lord comes, will, we, will he find us serving? Will he find us faithful? at what he's given us to do. Uh, you know, many look back in Matthew chapter uh, 20, uh, 25, many of the, many of the parables uh, surrounding Christ's return have to do with what? Stewardship. Uh, he, he has the, the, the parables there of, of the servant, and we'll look at one of those in just a moment. But how, how will Christ find us? Will he find us serving? You know, I, I've thought about this many times, and, you know, I, I wonder what I'll be doing, what will you be doing, 
if Christ returns. You know, if, if you don't die first, if the Lord doesn't take you by death, he comes in the rapture, you know, what is he going to find you doing? What is he going to find me doing? You know, I would hope, I would hope I would be getting ready to hand somebody a track or maybe hand somebody, uh, uh, maybe I'm taking some food to somebody and handing it to them and the Lord comes back. And wouldn't that be a great way to go? But who knows? You know, maybe, maybe you'll be asleep. You know, that's, that's, that's one way you could be. And, uh, and that's not a bad thing. Sleep's not a bad thing. But what will God find us doing? What will he find us uh, uh, serving in? And uh, uh, in, uh, in 1 Corinthians 15, I wasn't going to turn here, but let's look there. 1 Corinthians 15, and then we'll finish up in Matthew. Are you serving? Are you going to be found in God's service at his coming? And again, in, in 1 Corinthians 15, the, the context is the Lord's return. And uh, uh, we see some verses here that are very helpful uh, in knowing how to be ready in service. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51. The Bible says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall, uh, shall be raised incorruptible and shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall, he, uh, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. I love verse, verse 55. It says, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is the victory? You know, does the grave hold a sting to you? Uh, do you dread death? What does death mean to you? You know, God has taken the sting out of death. The believer does not have to fear death because God has taken the sting out of it. Verse 56, the sting of death is what? Sin. The sting of death is sin. God removes, amen, he, he, he removes the guilt of sin, the burden of sin from the believer. And it says, and, and the strength of sin is the law. Now in verse 57 it says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 58, Therefore, all right, in other words, because of, because of Christ's return, because of Christ uh, taking the sting out of death, Notice in verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Uh, there's many days, you know, just, just uh, in our short time of, of full-time ministry, I, I've remind, this verse has reminded me so many times. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. All right? Many of you serve in... Unknown places. Many of many of you serve, uh, have served years and years, uh, cleaning. You've you've served the Lord in driving. You've you, you've done things at church for the church through the ministries, and uh, you may not get the recognition that others do. But know this: that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. If you've done that job, if you've done that service, that ministry, God is watching. God is watching, and He is faithful to reward those who he finds serving. And with that, we'll end in Matthew. We'll end with Matthew chapter 24. Will the Lord find you faithful? Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 45. The Bible says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant 
whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Behold, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming. Remember that. We talked about how the, 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 uh, uh, the, the unwise, they, they did not plan for the delay. Uh, he said, my Lord delayeth his coming, in verse 49, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken. In other words, they left the terminal. They left the waiting place. They left the readiness. They did not stay in a place of watchfulness. Uh, and it says in verse 50, the Lord of that servant shall come, in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of. Have you ever had the, the boss show up on a day you didn't expect him? <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, you, know, you're, 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 you weren't expecting the boss to show up at that moment, you know, that kind of moment. And, uh, you know, that is the idea here. Um, will the Lord find us faithful in that hour we think that he won't come? Verse 51, And shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion, with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so, of course, these parables, they have to do with the Lord's return. And those who are lost have a very, a very, uh, a very meager uh, end. Um, but for the saved, we have hope in his return. Remember that uh, the, 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 our works will be tried by fire. What the fire doesn't burn up, that's all we have left. Um, what will God find? Uh, it, it, will he find you faithful? Will he find you faithful is the question. So tonight, as we close, the most important thing tonight, when you think of the Lord's return, first of all, are you ready in salvation? Um, has there been a moment in time where you have trusted the Lord as your Savior, that, that you have recognized that you are a sinner before God? The very first thing to recognize is that you're a sinner. Amen? Is anybody a sinner here? Yes, we are. We've all broken God's law. Uh, we, have, we, have, we have all gone astray. We've all, uh, we, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've all chosen our, our, our own way. We need a Savior, Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is all about, is Jesus' birth, His coming, the coming of a Savior, Emmanuel, God with us. Are you ready in salvation? And then second of all, are you ready, Christian, in your sanctification? How has the sanctification process been going in your life? And then lastly, are you ready in service? Um, will, the, will the Father find you faithful, watching, waiting, serving? And tonight, uh, as we close in prayer, I'll have Pastor McGovern come and, uh, and close with the invitation. But I want you to, uh, to ponder those thoughts in your mind of the Lord's return. Are you ready? Let's pray. Father, I pray that you bless the invitation time. Lord, I, I, I want to be ready. I want to be watching. Lord, help me not to be like those unwise uh, virgins in the parable who uh, they didn't bring the extra oil. They did not trim their, their lamps. Lamps go out. Lord, we are to be the light of the world. Uh, a city set on a hill. Lord, help us not to lose our glimmer. Help us not to lose our fervency for, for truth and for uh, reaching the world. I, I pray that tonight, if there's one that's not saved, that you would touch them tonight and convict them of their, their, their lost state, Lord, and save them. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.